No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. We'd like to take a moment to say congratulations. Congratulations. congratulations to our Shop sponsor, Tour Shop Tour Bus, yeah. for selling 10,000 sales. You guys are amazing. You've sent 10,000 sales all over the world, 5,000 bootlegs. I mean, to damn. every state in the nation and many other countries around the globe. Congratulations, this is a, it's guys. It's just cute what they wrote. I'm going to just read it. Hard to believe that this little tour bus surpassed 10,000 orders yesterday. That includes more than 5,000 bootlegs sent to every state in this nation and many other countries around the globe. Going to take this air-cooled engine where we don't need roads. Safe to say even the small businesses require a huge lift from lots of people all the time. Thanks to our crazy fans, friends, and followers and our design print and packing teams. The bus came by and we stayed on. That's right. That's yeah. right. And you can jump on too yeah. if you go to www.shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Hook yourself up with a new t-shirt, hoodie, sticker that has an amazing Grateful Dead inspired design on it. And these amazing packages that made me fall in love with them oh so five years ago. I know. I'm excited and waiting for my Shop Tour Bus uh, merch tee. I know. I ordered you a little something from I'm them. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to get free shipping when you put in the promo code No, no Simple, Simple Road. Road. All one word. Yep. That's right. When you're checking out. And if you want to put a personalized message or something like that inside your box, just throw it in the notes and they'll hook you up with that too. So go to shoptourbus.com, put in the promo code No Simple Road. What do you call a fish with no eye? What? A psh, a psh. That's but pretty good. Electric pretty fish does have an eye in it. Yes, it does. And they are a sponsor of No Simple Road, and you too can have IQ technology hanging in your house That'd just be like cute. we do. Like a literal eyeball for IQ technology. That would be cool. It would. Yeah. With that little glowing effect. These are amazing, one of a kind, like lighting fixtures for your house yeah. that really do come to life when you put the color changing bulb in them or you put the bluetooth speaker in them these things are amazing and they can be in basically any shape you can imagine or a cartoon character or what sports team sports team let me say this shapes. i said we can like you know a while back i was like oh you can buy one for your grandbaby or your kid how about for your grandma one of my clients is up in those older years in her 70s 
and we were out doing a treatment on her and she was totally amazed at how a light bulb could be a speaker and it could also look like a sloth. She was completely we jamming Bruno. Yeah, we were jamming <laughs> Bruno, you know, got them spa tunes on. <laughs> Bruno is Mel's uh, electric, Shop, yeah. electric fish lights sloth. light that it's in the shape of a sloth and it has a color changing bulb and, and a, Bluetooth a Bluetooth speaker. speaker. So you know what? You can blow your grandma's mind with a new light or your grandpa. I'm a grandpa. I would love to get that as a gift. Set them up there with their Bluetooth speaker on their phone and they will be happy as a lark. Yep. And you're getting 25% off from our friends at Electric Fish Lights. When you check out, put in the promo code NSR. You're going to get 25% off. All these lights are upcycled vinyl. They come with a 12-year energy-efficient, safe-to-leave-on bulb, a 12-foot cord, and a hardware kit to hang the light. And, man, they make any room that they go in look dope. And think about this. What? When you order, you do NSR promo code for 25% off. They're going to send you some Delaware magic in your box. We don't know what it is. Everybody likes Delaware and magic. Why not? So, it's true. So, get on board. Electricfishlights.com, promo code NSR. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale joey ryan and some of their favorite songwriters this all-inclusive week in the catskill mountains of upstate new york is guaranteed to be magical scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more that's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple check it out Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening.
Yeah. How you like them apples, Apple? I really like them apples. No? That, that was... Those were pretty ripe and delicious apples. <laughs> hey now, No Simple Road family, we are back. Hey now. Part two. Part de? Yeah, part Dos. redux. <laughs> of Northwest String Summit 2022 recap of the final verse. And uh, yeah, that, we got... That was some wonderful yonder right there. Uh bringing you into this yeah that was very special we all agreed that it would be best to open up the episode with yonder instead of ourselves because it is a special special i don't want to say episode (laughs) era like like something big it's the end of something big and we thought it would be appropriate to send you in with this beautiful strong Jam. Jam. Yeah, jam. And, and you know, that was, that, them doing that song was very special. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that it begged being at the top of the episode so you could get a feeling of what the energy was like there. This was uh, craziness. It was it was so intense. Fun fun and heavy. Fevy. 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 It was very Fevy. It was a Fevy vibe. We got a new no simple word road. No simple word road. Uh, Wow. Yeah, Yeah, we we talked for a living, dude. Even Darwin sat up for that. Darwin just sat up and looked at me like, what? Why would you say that? Wow. (laughs) So there's a lot of content. Again, like I said last week, I was was all talking shit at the beginning of the last episode. And I was like, hey, we're going to do this all as one thing. I got a message from the universe. And then I was like, that's a lot of work, universe. I'm not doing that. Yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, many hours in, the universe was like, really, dude? Guys, if you've been listening long enough, you know that we sometimes talk shit. And sometimes it's not on purpose. Sometimes it's just like stuff we mean to do it. And then the week happens and it didn't get done. Yeah, we flip-flop a little. Well, you know what? It wasn't as much flip-flopping as it was wavering. (laughs) okay that's fair no it it wasn't flip-flopping it was several hours in to unpacking all this content and naming it and cleaning it and equalizing it and this that and i was like i'm I'm gonna be down here for six to eight weeks Universe, I, yeah, like when you I'm ex- glad you sent me a message, but I'm sending you one. I'm putting this out in two well, parts. Like, like, so everybody knows out there, too. Like, like Aaron, as you know, Aaron does, like, the editing and stuff. And I, I don't think about that sometimes until he points it out. I was like, why? And he's like, bro, we recorded so many different clips of things, and they were really in no order. He's got to put them in order. He's got to go through them, tweak the sound. Make them fit together. And figure sometimes out. Sometimes you order. have to listen to that whole five I, minute uh, or ten minute episode because yeah. so the it could drop. It can sound like garbage. You think that they're saying something and it was went down. Well, like there's so many things. I'll tell you what my that's true. What you just said is absolutely true. But my biggest fear is not listening to a whole clip like of us talking to somebody in the crowd, and then like saying some shit that should be (laughs) on the air and and not listening and being like that's true oh my god somebody writes in and it's like what the actual heck (laughs) so i don't know what that would be but yeah i get it yeah when you're at a festival having that much fun it's like uh did i say that yeah exactly and like i listened to everything that we're about to give you guys and like it's all 
amazing. There was some stuff that I grabbed that was like, we were way too out of it. I'm not, I'm not putting that out. Like <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Some of it, it's just babbling. But th- th- I can I can think of a few moments when you came up to me and when I just turned around, I was like, what? Yeah. You're like, what? You're <laughs> I liked I liked last week. One of my favorite moments was during Green Sky, we all decided that we were going to Teddy Bear Island and that you were going to be the mayor of Teddy Bear Island. And I was going to be the conductor on the open air little train that goes around Teddy Bear Island, like in the jerk. You're looking at me with a blank face. You don't remember any of this, do you? No. no. Yeah. I feel like so, Teddy Bear Island is kind of like, it sounds like a dream I had or something. Like it's th- th- vaguely was, familiar, but I can't this, grab you said it. This is like when we were, when we were watching Green Sky. Yeah. Like Green Sky had just like, okay. just come on and we were, we were rolling. We were doing, you know, we were doing our thing and like, and you were like, I want to be the mayor of Teddy Bear Island. And you said it kind of like that. And I was like, yes. And then we had a whole whole Teddy Bear Island discussion. All right. Yes. So as the mayor of Teddy Bear Island, Apple, what is your first decree? I want to know today. Uh, Lots of various honeys from all over (laughs) the region for tasting purposes. And I would probably infuse those with some THC and CBD as well. Okay. We want, we want all the teddy bears to be comfy and feeling good. And, and, and I it's and my fall. job to make sure everybody gets on the train to Teddy Bear Island. We're going deeper into Teddy Bear Island. There's There can be, you know, you don't want to walk okay. in Teddy Bear Island. You want to ride the open There's air trains train. on an island? Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> on a teddy bear island, for sure, Mel. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's a nice size island. I'm, like, I'm out of it. <laughs> I guess I'm not on the same teddy bear island you guys are on. Yeah. So anyway. You're not like a little tiny where you're like, I could just run over to the other side. <laughs> no, nope, not my teddy bear island. Anyway, I don't know how wow. we got back to teddy bear island. Because um, you took us there. All right, well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't really remember that, but it's cute. Yeah. That was part of our green sky moment from last week but this week we have some really cool stuff for everybody we've got first up um the first interview that you're going to hear this week is with never come down and if you don't already follow them and listen to them please do it this is they're an amazing band yeah they are great guys as amazing musicians that they are they are equally amazing human beings yes yeah we didn't get everybody in the band but looking and listening back at their music, they're so talented. Yeah. My goodness. Amazing. And then <clears throat> following that, we have an interview with the one and only Annabelle Lukens, the, Annabelle. the, the artist whisperer Woo-woo. herself. She had never been to Summit before. And since this was the last verse, she made the trek out here to our homeland of Oregon. And uh, which I, I thought that was amazing when she said that. It was just like, you haven't been to something. <laughs> can't believe, can't believe it, Annabelle, because Annabelle is like everywhere. Yeah, she is. Yeah, and then we just have a whole bunch of music. Uh, polyrhythmics are in here. We have Heartless, which is Jennifer Hartswick and and Brendan Bayless from Umphreys McGee. Um, we have uh, an interview with Rob. Nolfi, yeah. well, which way? Wait, back up to Heartless because if you're not familiar with what they do, you need to go check out videos and stuff because it's like a comedy routine 
that is so funny that they're the way they play off each other and then the music they do together that they are amazing i told jen people in the crowd were like i would i would go on tour yes. to see them like yeah, i would i said that to a couple <clears throat> people that we we're talking to it was like i would go see a two-hour concert of this yeah their, their chemistry's off the chain and the songs that they pick to sing or she sings is something out of this world and like everyone that they sang was like a tearjerker and everybody sang along Yeah, it was a sing along the- it was like a tearjerker it was like a memory lane it was all of it and if you listen to last week's episode like when we talked about our favorite moments i think all three of us said during the polyrhythmics set was one of our favorite times yeah and because of that i put in some of the jam that the polyrhythmics did and just when you hear funk in this episode that's the polyrhythmics and you'll know what I'm yeah, talking when about. When you're sitting there listening and your butt just starts shaking in your chair <laughs> and you like, feel like you got to get up and like move your butt. You can't contain it. Can't, yeah. They can't bring the funk. In. Yeah, man. So, and then also, you know, the, there's stories in here from some listeners um, and some people that uh, are attendees of the festivals. And uh, I just, again, want to say, a heartfelt and huge thank you to Yonder Mountain String Band, mm. to Julie, to Greg and Sky, and to the entire Northwest String Summit team for trusting No Simple Road and for having us be the official podcast of the final verse. It's an honor that we yes. don't take lightly. And um, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. I I know that today, as I was putting all this together, there was a couple of moments that I listened to in this episode that made me tear up. And um, if you were there, I, your heart would have to be made of stone if, if it doesn't jerk a tear out of your <laughs> eye, too. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then what, at the end, it culminates with... With that, the final song. With the final played. song that Yonder played on the main stage. Um You'll also hear during one of the interviews, what was it with Joey? Uh, that was actually the final, but you'll hear a side boob in the back oh, yeah, of that's that. Right. You hear some music going on. Uh, and that was the Shook Twins doing side boob with all the ladies that yeah, were at the festival. Amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. So um, let's do the business and, and get, get this going. Okay. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at No Simple Road. You can go to www.nosimpleroad.com, sign up for a tarot reading with Mel and I with the Grateful Dead Tarot Deck. Mm-hmm. You get a one-hour reading and all kinds of amazing stuff. I just want to say thank you to our latest and previous um, tarot uh, recipient. It was a really awesome and incredible time, and it just, again, underscored how important it is for Aaron and I to do this, whether it's, you know, for y'all or just us, like it's such a wonderful um, collaboration and it, it was very helpful for, for her. And so I'm just grateful. And for us. Yeah. And, and also there's no simple road merch there. Yeah. You can also click on the pictures tab up at the top. If you were at peach or if you were at Northwest string summit and you saw us taking pictures of you, there's a good chance. Those pictures are up up there at no simple road.com. And also, you know what you could do? You can go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Mel and I had a nice <clears throat> long conversation about Patreon today, and I'm yes, not going to make any out of school promises, but I just want you all to know 
that we are working on some stuff. Yeah, we're feng shuiing our not only our home but our our show. You know, like sometimes you walk into your house and you love it. There's nothing wrong with it. But maybe you just need to move the couch and that makes you even happier. And then maybe after a few weeks you move it back because you realize you liked it there in the first place. My point is sometimes things just need to be moved and shifted around. And so that's what we're feeling. That's what we're talking about. And Apple doesn't know what we're talking about because we didn't get to discuss it before. Well, we no, I'm on finding here. out. Yeah. With you guys. <laughs> we'll talk to you about it. Yeah. Later. It, yeah. It's not, not, no decisions were made. We're, we're going to just put you to work like six hours a night when you get over from work. <laughs> yeah, but the okay. point, the point of Patreon, everybody, is that is how listeners of the show can monetarily support the hosts of the show. If you consume this show every week, we're putting out four episodes a month. It's us asking you literally to help support us and help continue the mission of No Simple Road, which is creating community and putting out connection, love, and intention out into the world. And if you're into those things, then we ask that you go to patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road and sign up for little as a buck a month. You can go for more. And I want to say a very special, huge thank you to our new $10 patron, R. Stephen Best Jr. Woo! Stephen, like thank you, man. R. Stephen Best Jr. Yes, Stephen right. like Best. I love that. R. He Stephen is the best, best Stephen that's out there. Thank you so much for being in our corner. That's yeah. really what that means to me. Thank you, R. Stephen Best, for being in our corner. That is dope. We appreciate it. We speak your name. And, and we feel you, man. Yeah, Thank, we feel thanks you. for being a part of the we're family. We're picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, we're for looking sure. back on the bus and we're seeing you on the bus with us heading down the road. Like, oh my God, that would be so cute, a bus with all of our Patreon people on it. Hey, you never know what could what could happen. Oh my gosh, I think I got a fun new project. Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash No Simple Road, everybody. You want to get on that bus? Jump on. Come on. Let's do, do it. Do it. All right. And if you want to do something that doesn't cost anything, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, you can. It's easy. You can hit that five-star thing, and you can carry on to put on, put a review and write something out to us. And we did get a new one. Cute. Yeah, I like this. It's from August 9th from Soul Shine Help, titled No Simple Road Warriors. Arr. I got so much love, I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm going to face the bullies and the bad head on. I want them to be like me, so I'm going to love them. Oh, that's just dope. as I want a just as I want them to love me. Thank you for the reminder. Go, no simple road warriors. Yeah, cute. Thank you, Soul Shine Help. Yeah, that's sweet. See, that was easy. Soul Shine Help went on there, said something sweet, and off they went. Yeah, that's off it. into the sunset. Done. You can do the same thing, and you know what that does? That helps other people find out about No Simple Road. Yeah, and well, then the other thing you can do that we tell you is it doesn't cost a dime, and we just a little bit of time. This in a while, man, is call into our tepid line nine seven one eight zero eight fifteen twenty four. That number again is nine seven one eight zero eight fifteen twenty four. And that, as we've said, you can do. We we ask you to leave trip reports, reviews, right? Like whatever you want to do. It's like open mic night. Just call up, and that's how we get to know you, too. Hear your voice. It's, if it's awesome. If you're listening to the show right now, and, and I'm betting you are, because you're hearing me say Because you're this, hearing this. Call 971-808-1524 and just ask a question. Any question. Yeah. And then next week, we'll play it on the show, and we'll answer the question. It'll be fun. It's, like, interactive that way, see? Right? Yeah, it could be in. Like, yeah, ask us a question. Like, do you like Smurfs? 
we will we'll ex- we'll expand on that. I, I have a huge story about smarties. Oh my God, that'd so be so I. fun if we had like a little Jeopardy board. It was like, I'll take Apple for 300. And it's like facts <laughs> from, you know, the show or something that people, if they listen, would know. What does that have to do with calling in? I don't know. It just made me think <laughs> it, about it. Was, that. It, was, it had to do with questions. <laughs> yeah, questions. And there wow. was a segue there. Okay, okay. I, the segue that I didn't say was it would be cool to do that on a Saturday live stream. That okay. was that was what my full well, thought was. Speaking Saturday of li- night live. Speaking stream. of live streams, we do have a YouTube channel that we are putting content up on, and we when we're not out of town or at a show, <laughs> or we do live streams on Saturdays. So if you would be so kind, head on over there, go to YouTube, and subscribe to the No Simple Road YouTube channel. And remember, hit the bell icon when you subscribe, so that you get notifications when we put up new stuff and when we're doing um, live streams on the weekends. And then yeah. you could see like Apple's fuzzy face. It'd be great. I do have a fuzzy face. Does. So let's get you get you all back into the summit. I know we're, we pulled you all out of it yeah, for a minute, did. but here we go. We're going to immerse you back into the strummit land and we'll see you later this week, everybody. So have fun. Because I was following yonder, and uh, like, oh, there's a yonder thing. I went, <laughs> I met lifelong friends. 2009, camp next to my friends Brian and Holly. Oh, I see the goosebumps too. Yeah. I mean, I, they just left, and I was like, so sad. It's like we get together all the time. Like we met. Hey, neighbor, you know, and hung out the weekend. Well, we're going to Fish at the Gorge. I'm going to Fish at the Gorge. We're going to Dave Matthews at the Gorge. I'm going to Dave Matthews at the Gorge. Let's hook up. Hey, we ski. I ski. Like, and it's like for 13 years, we've been friends now. This place brought us together. And it's like, I go to a lot of festivals. I haven't had that connection like that at other festivals. And it's like, it's hard. This place was a game changer for us, man. Like, it made us feel accepted up here. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I see the emotion, in you and I and I feel it, my brother. Man, like, because I was watching people on the bowls, frisbees and twirling and kids, adults playing with kids. We get to play and, and be kids. Last night, the bubbles during Humphreys and everybody's just cheering for fucking bubbles and I I looked at the lady next to me and I was like how awesome is it to be an adult and be excited about bubbles like this is my disconnect I missed it for that two years it's like no place to go nowhere to go I met my friends that I met I've come meet them here and we go mushroom picking and stuff yeah I'm, I'm gonna miss it like when they were playing the Jeff songs last night, I hadn't heard those songs in so long since Jeff left the band. And it's like, this is a special, that was a special show. I don't know if they're going to ever do that again. I don't know, but. I don't, I gotta believe that like something like this that's created, it can't just. It's gotta, something's gotta happen. Something's gotta happen. I mean, even if you're thinking just like a, a podcast get together, you know, at Hornings kind of a thing, because I don't know how much of a following you have, but yeah, a little camp out, get together. You don't even need music, DJ or something like that, or whatever. Somebody bring a boombox and play the tunes or whatever. Are you, are you still playing local now? Are you still playing local now?
No, no, I'm in San Francisco now, Bay Area. So, um, but my family is here in the Northwest. You know, that when I lived up in the North 15 years before I moved back down to California, I made family from here. So many from here. Oh, you know these guys. Next thing, there's two separate camps. Next thing you know, one big camp. With us, the same thing happened. We started out with just me and Aaron, us three, and we didn't know anybody. And now we're doing this and meeting you from San Francisco. And you know what I mean? It's the beautiful. I, I mean, I rode my bike, my motorcycle, ten hours. Like you're crazy. No, I'm not. I want to get here. And I got a really cool campsite. They didn't make me wait for the queue and everything. They just let me ride in and stuff. So it was really great. But uh, I got the prime. Normally, we're at the back 40 out in that. It's so hot by 8 o'clock. We had the penthouse suite this time. After seven years or whatever of doing it, we finally got the penthouse suite in the shade, in the trees. Oh, yeah. Like, my friend's like, thank you, thank you. So, oh, yeah. When I, like, when I get upset or sad about something like this, we had dope times, and that's what I like. Just try to remember, you know, it's all of it comes to your mind, but just try to focus on that so that I can, because it really makes you feel good. You know, it makes you feel good on the inside. This place, it's it's the dead family. I feel like that because I remember ninety ninety one, my first dead show, Silver Bowl, Steve Miller opened. Yeah. Did you go to those? Yeah. That fucking, I'm sorry, I don't mean it. The storm? The storm that kicked in. Oh my. They were during, during drums. My first dead show, I'm like, what the fuck? And then the lightning bolt off in the distance, I'm like, what? Dude, they made it like storm because it was a nice day for the most part. when drums was over. Yes. It was like swirling around. Done. I ran into somebody here. They were at the now is now a friend of mine. Their show was that same show, and so like, whoa, you were there too, you know. And so, but man, what a! I was going in there like, yeah, Casey Jones trucking, blah blah blah. My friends are in Vegas. Let's go see him. Atlanta section. Wow. I'm not. I'm not here without the Grateful Dead. Me either. Me, me either. Yeah. It Without all the there. Grateful Dead. And I'm, I can't tell you. I mean, I feel like we, I mean, we know you, know you, but I feel like I know you. You know what I mean? Just based on this. Yeah. So you said it's your first. First drink. So what do you think so far? Amazing. It's incredible. Beautiful grounds, beautiful weather. It's very small. As a. Great vibe. Okay. Vibes, people, music, location. So, have you guys been to a lot of music festivals? Handful. Enough. Okay. So, in my experience, each festival has its own unique character. Like, there's something that defines that one for me. Whether it's the experience that I had, the music that was curated, whatever, whatever. I don't want to give you an easy answer. What's different about Northwest String Summit? What's the character of this one? Uh, there, I feel a lot of history here. A lot of um, like community based out of this one, which is, which is really cool. Um, 
you nailed I pre- it. I pretty much like uh, stopped going to music festivals after Burning Man because I was like, okay, right, right, right. I've seen it, you know. Yeah, he did the thing. Uh, always wanted to check out Horning, so so beyond happy to to make oh, it for its last cool. year, man. That's like cool. this is very special, here, very special. The ground set it apart. What's that? The ground set it apart. Oh yeah, 100%. it's it's like Mother Nature created a music festival grounds. When we moved, we moved to Portland like six years ago from Vegas. And <laughs> like how I, you like how yeah. I said that from Vegas? Yeah, very big change. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was always saying when we got here, I was like, this isn't a city in the woods. This is the woods that let a city be in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it, yeah. It's very powerful and like encroaches on everything. We're encroaching from our perspective, but it encroaches on everything. Yeah. And it lets you know that it's here. And it's cool, man. It's dope. And Hornings is a great representation of that. Like we were saying yesterday, there's 5,000 people at this festival. Yeah. Does it seem like it? Uh, no, maybe a little bit more tonight, but it feels intimate. Right. It feels nice. Like, 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 it, it, which is what I wanted, you know? Right. It's great. All right, on, man. Thanks, brother. Yeah, Thanks. Thank you. We have asked for freaking awesome, right? Yes. Your children here. And for no other reason. Oh, I'm sorry that I've already dropped an F-bomb. I'm sorry. Oh, see, you did it first. I, I'm always first. I'm a lady. I go first. I swear first. You goddamn right. Hi, Dave Thompson. Oh, there's the South Bend contingency hey. over there. Um, if anyone wants some true stories, don't ask them. Yeah. They're guilty, too. You may be an ambassador to England or France. You may like to gamble. You may like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You may be a socialite with a long string of pearls, but you're gonna have to serve somebody.
long night man how you guys doing good yeah i'm feeling really good yeah a little a little strung out but happy about a it. a little strung out yeah you're why don't you there, guys you know. introduce yourselves to everybody that's listening since i already forgot all three of your names in 10 seconds it's we're forgettable i'm joe and our band has never come down and uh, i'm gonna pass the mic to brian joe, what do you play? i play guitar and sing my name's brian i play the banjo and never come down and also sing my name's Caden. and I play mandolin and never come down. All right. We so, should, sorry, we should mention there are five of us in the band generally. So, so two we're missing Crystal, who we consider our, our front person, our lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist, and Ben Tickner, who's the holding it down on the bottom end on the upright double bass. Word. Fiddle. Right on. Yeah. So, you got, how many string summits have you been to? Uh, I've had I've been here for a number of them, but I think this guy to my right, Joe, is he's probably the really one to talk to. Um, I don't know how many I've been to, but I used to come and work for Bob's Crew back in the day. So oh shit! So I started coming to Strummit, yeah, fifteen years ago maybe. And uh, cool thing is, I never paid to get in, not once. I've always either worked or Dope. found I- something to do. My first my first string summit. There was a guy named John Ray, and we ran the water truck. And my first job was fixing that truck. <laughs> and so he's like laying underneath it, yeah, in the dirt on the road, fixing the water truck so they could spray the roads down, you know, because it gets so dusty. And, uh, you know, then they figured out I could fix the clutch, and they're like, oh, we should keep you around. So every year I got an invite back because I was useful. So I was thinking about this last night. Like, this festival is, like, iconic in the way that a lot of bands came up here. You know, Green yeah. Sky and yeah. Dusters. Pertinier. Yeah. yeah. And for you, like, having worked here yeah. and laid in the dirt under a water truck, and now your band's playing here. Yeah. What does that feel like, man? Um, it's nice to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that part's really cool. It's like, it, it's kind of cool because we've put so much time, the people that started this thing have put so much time and energy into it and built this thing for the exact reason you're talking about, which is that bands are getting exposure. Mm-hmm. I'd literally just walking down the street the, through the food vendors. I ran into a guy named Michael Verisco, who was the original, the original guy, him and Bob um, were the two that really kind of put this together. And he, uh, he's not involved anymore. And he walked up to me, says, man, they're doing it. They're still getting exposure. Bands are still getting seen. And you guys are one of them now. And congratulations. And and it wow. was like so full circle and um, such a beautiful thing. Because the essence of what this is is to share the music. And that's that's what he was about and Bob is about. And so to have that come around and, and to be, be playing the festival, not only playing the festival, but, um, you know, we're getting paid, which is cool. Well, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like a pro thing, but you know, it's no. a transition. Yeah. Interiorly, like personally, when you have like your own personal come up. Yeah. You were out there working. Yeah. Being- I mean, the first time I ever sang out, like literally sang out my voice, it was here at Horning singing Moscow, the song we played today. 
Because wow. I was in a band called Four on the Floor. And we, when you started? Yeah, okay. back then. We Ten years ago, we had a little band, and, and we would have a stage at their camp, which was up above the main stage. And the original tweener stage was just at a camp. It was at, at Bob Horning's crew camp, and they just had a side stage. And so that's where we all started to figure this thing what? out. So you guys were literally born here. I was. Yeah. 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 I was born and raised in Portland and germinated. Yeah. And everybody who grew up around here was like, hey, we got to get in a band contest, you know, because that was our only out. You know, we're trying to get seen in Oregon and nobody comes out here. So it was like, it was really cool because now there's, you know, 6,000 people that might see an Oregon band that, wow. that might get known, you know. That's and fucking exciting. It's cool. really cool. That's. Yeah. What about you guys? What do you think? How does it feel to be doing this? Brian, you've been here. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think, Caden, you've been here before as well, right? And, uh, yeah, I I moved to Portland. I'd lived kind of like all over the world after college, and I, I wound up out here for a job. I had a real, like, capital C career. But luckily, I, I met some – I was in biotech. I was a service engineer for, like, high-end research microscopes. I got moved out here from New York City to cover, like, the entire northwest region of all, like, the private cancer research institutes. Hold on. Yeah. Is this boring? No, I'm no, sorry. no, 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 not at all. I want to go deeper with this, actually. You just do not look like the guy <laughs> that's going to come fix my fucking microscope. Like, Coincidentally, that might be why they let me go eventually. Okay, okay, okay. It, it was pretty mutual. Uh, I, I grew... My first song I ever wrote was about an event that happened here at String Summit. I didn't write music until I was like 30 years old. Well, it's a... It's never been recorded. It's called Honey Bucket Low. We saw an unfortunate event where a gal got tipped over in a honey bucket. About that. Yeah, we saw it, and she got tipped over. It was door down, and they had to lift her back up. And oh my just, god! And you just saw this like brown and blue streak come running out of the. So anyway, me and my buddy were like, "That is, you know, it felt so terrible for her." But we're like, "We should write a song about this, right?" And a, a band was kind of born here. This would have been in twenty uh, twelve, maybe. I think was my first Hornings. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been coming back as much as I can. I haven't made all of them since then, but I've met, you know, people that I wound up being in bands with and people that I, you know, the brothers and sisters, you know, like really powerful energy that ha transcends this place. You go home with it and it's, it's really magical. And that's, that's what I was going to ask about, like, what, make, what makes you leave the biotech world? Uh, I was torn, man. I, I was making good money. I had a good, like, comfortable life. I, I had a wife and a house in Portland. I had, like, all the things, and uh, things weren't really making me happy. And we were career people, and I, I was playing in bands when I could, but I traveled so much I couldn't even promise a gig or a rehearsal, you know? And so it, it got to the point where it was shredding me so hard. I remember sitting at my desk at home one day and just literally feeling like the hand of God come down on me and I don't mean that in a religious way but just el mano de Dios I get it reached down and was like you're making a choice if you're gonna do this or you're gonna go out and you're gonna do what you you know you're supposed to be doing and uh I, you know and so I, I I really felt it in this no it, fixing microscopes wasn't the answer and so I I quit the job I went on a sabangical and I, uh, I like it. <laughs> I am the king of dad jokes, so that is fucking awesome. Thank you. 
I went on my sabbatical and I met all these wonderful people and I came back home to Portland with, uh, you know, burning through money pretty much immediately right. and scared and nervous of what the hell I'd just done once the magic of sabbatical had worn off. And uh, within less than a month, I meet Joe Suskind and his dad, who's a killer pedal steel player in town. I don't know how we'd never met, really met before. And Caden as well starts showing up. We were just doing this weekly bar gig pickup thing that Joe had had kind of inherited in at the ranger station in portland and then uh i was there every single fucking week come hell or high water with and kaden was one of those folks who was always there and crystal was one of the folks who was always there and we just you know it, it just evolved into this thing that i just never foresaw and to be playing here is just is ridiculous yeah you know it, it, it's a trip to hear your story because like we all live together. We moved up here from Vegas six years ago. Oh. And uh, this podcast wasn't a thing when we got here. We started it once we got up here. And um, each one of us is... It's getting to the point now where each one of us is starting to have to make a decision. Like, we're traveling, we're going to festivals, we're doing stuff, and it's like, what's it going to be? And it's hard. It's hard to, like let that shit just go especially when you have sec security i'm doing air quotes for everybody that's listening like yeah. and it's it's bullshit it's all bullshit yeah. in the first place all of yeah. it, it is. brian what was your first move after you you were like oh i'm done what was your first move in your after in your head you made the decision uh like you mean immediately after like like before i quit the job or how before, the, yeah like yeah. before you're like fucking i can't do this i'm done whatever like yeah i mean to spare you like the the corporate crap and all that stuff i mean like i i had this really cool boss for a long time he's a rad dude and you know through the via via the nefarious ways of large entities that aren't humans uh they kind of axed him and i was like no longer sheltered from this like dark lords above you know from uh abroad that were they were yeah. just putting the hammer down on me and i was like you know and they were paying me well but i was like i i like i'm not doing this anymore i'm sorry like it's just like this this ain't working for me and i told them i'd give them two weeks but i think based on my looks they're like you know what i think today is fine well <laughs> you take care so have you had a moment on stage that like you have thought about any of this like while you're playing and been like i made the best fucking decision ever yeah every time, every time. i i don't i don't regret it a bit i uh, there do you know sterling hayden do you know who that guy is it sounds really he has, this, uh, he has this book called the voyage um and he, he goes very deep on this stuff he was a. Uh, I think everybody should look him up. I won't give you the whole story, but he was uh, he was a sailor. He just he he kind of threw any life of comfort away at a young age and decided to go cruising and um, wound up getting spotted by Hollywood and wound up in these movies. He was in like Doctor Strangelove and in these amazingly huge films and big roles and stuff like that. But it wasn't his scene, and he was making money and getting comfortable. And eventually he he went on he decided to be on voyages again but he he said this thing at the end of this long passage in there it's basically like at some point you got to make a choice in your life if you're going to be bankrupt of the purse or bankrupt of life oh shit ouch wow and which one is it going to be yeah. 
I don't think I. I mean, sitting here right now, it's real easy to say. Well, of course. You know, I'm go back and quit my job. Yeah. But then you get there and it's like, well, wait. Pay rent. And, and to that's actually like, do yeah, and pay, the, right? That's the thing, man. And, and I think instead of thinking about it as like I'm going to cut this thing off, or or I'm let's say I'm talking about music specifically because I think we all made the leap to just play music. Is that rather than thinking about it as like oh I'm going to be a musician and be, you know, that's what I'm going to be. It's like no, you're just going to cut out everything else that's not music. You know, wow. let it happen on its own. You know, like. And so as long as you're not wasting your energy on the other stuff, then then it's not like an ego choice where you're like, well, I'm a, you know, up on my ivory tower being a musician. You know, it's like, no, I'm just not going to do the other stuff. I'm just I'm going to refuse. And 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 if you do that, then there's space that's created and and opportunity you can fill space, you know. And it seems to me like every person that we've talked to that has any kind of story similar to yours, once the decision was made, shit just started falling into place yeah. she was the first one to make the jump she recently quit her her game amen yeah, yeah. I was, she said i forcibly put myself on the payroll well <laughs> you know i strong arm my way in um we were at a fish concert the msg shows and i fucking it was like almost like a direct link to what i needed to do it was like you're done it's not an emergency you don't need to go home guns blazing you'll know when to do it and I really just had to figure out how I was going to explain to him what I was going to do in a graceful way without saying, your opinion doesn't matter. I'm going to do what I want anyway. But, but I do respect your opinion. You're my husband, so we should talk about it. But, you know, the second I did that, I had clients calling. I started to book up my own schedule. And I'm now I'm getting paid anywhere from 20 to 80 dollars an hour depending on the service when i was getting paid like fucking 19 dollars and i had to be there every fucking day and like busting my four ass and like four in the morning to bust my ass and like my body is strong but it was fucking breaking down i was working in grocery like i had yeah. to really make some decisions i have these talents that i'm not using that can make money for me to live how i want to be authentic or i can bust my ass for the man take my vigor and then now I'm fucking a piece of shit when I'm like, you know, 50, like, oh, my back, like, fuck that. So I made a decision and I was like, basically, there's no choice, guys. This is what's happening. And oh, yeah, well, thank you. Need, you. you need a you need somebody at the bow of the ship, you know, for real. Man. You need to... You're so right, because usually it's Aaron, um, but on sometimes on emotional decisions, I can be really clear about how things are supposed to be. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you're great at logistics, fine, but it's like you don't realize that once you emotion is stronger than fucking anything. Amen. It's stronger than anything. If you play with your emotion, that shit is gonna go through everybody's toes, and you know it, right? Yeah. If you're not using that to your advantage, you're working against the current. And you're working against the tide, and I was just done with that. I'm like, I'm not. I'm, why am I doing this? Spinning my wheels for reels. And so I changed my story. I changed my narrative. Yeah. And the show has gotten better. I was yeah. going to say, it started to change things because I'm the one who got to figure it out. I work in the cannabis industry doing inventory for two shops. I love it. It's a dream job at 53 years old that I can sell weed and stuff and get free samples. But again, it's not what we want to do. I love it. Plus, I think I don't even think I said this and that. When you're working in cannabis, it makes you it makes you lazy, kind of. I mean, you're working in cannabis. 
Yeah. Kind of, you can be very kicked back about it and shit. So I'm the next. She's been a motivation. Things have started changing a lot, and just trying to figure out. I mean, that that's. I mean, it seems like you guys are saying the same thing. Once you, you got to take that leap of faith yep. in yourself, and then just let shit fall into place. I think a lot of what Joe's saying too is that it's it's as much a leap as it is like a carving away yes. at it, yeah. right? I think leap. Yeah, yeah, like leaping has it implies that there's an in the moment decision, and like the analogy that's always tracked much more for me is like no, it, it's it's a thousand decisions you have to make every day. They're all they're all yeah. small, and it all combine to make that kind of life. Because the leap implies the yeah. fall, yeah, right, yeah, and not a trust fall and either. Yeah. Leap implies that you only have to believe in it for a moment, and then you've committed, right? And that's that's that's. that's you know, whether you're in a band or doing a podcast or whatever you're doing, it is not a, oh, I did it and now I'm going. It is, oh, I, I decide to do this every day and I decide that whatever energy or resources that I have are going to go towards this. Well, and making I, that decision. part of it, too, is like having seeing it from the perspective of we get to do this is rather yeah. than we have to. Like yeah. the gratitude yeah. is huge. Mm-hmm. That's a huge part of it. Like we just got sent out to peach and did live shit there and like it was amazing and on the last day that we were there i was like holy shit man we get to do this yeah. like there's not anybody else up here it's the three of us yeah. like we get to do this this is what i always dreamed of right and like seeing your dream come to fruition and like noticing your own come up while it's happening Maybe not a good thing all the time, but once in a while, good yeah. to like yeah. remind you that like, hey man, your fucking work is paying off and you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of how it's got to feel for you guys to come here with the full circle and like yeah. play music for this group. It absolutely does. Yeah. And I think, you know, I like your wording of like noticing the come up and I feel like whenever that's happening, you get this fork in the road of like, okay, am I approaching this from a place of gratitude or a place of ego, yes. right? Like, oh, am I am I getting inflated right now, or am I being lifted and like reaching down to lift yeah. other people or like practicing Amen. gratitude in what I'm doing, yeah. right? And that's you know, in, that's- in music especially because you you stand on stage and like you get high, like everybody is is staring at you. And everything that they are saying is, hey, you're great. We love you, right? And if you're not careful, well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that's happening, right? At String Summit, that's been our experience, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. been really, it's been, we've had some really great shows here. And you have to, you have to be mindful of that. You have to approach that as, hey, this is happening because we are giving something and because we're making this happen, not because we have descended from the mountain Bro. to share our, our artistic vision, right? Flip side, yeah, you fucking did. <laughs> because you went to the fucking practices, you create, you created the ambiance for that to take place. So that's why the ego. Ca- I'm, I like the ego. I'm for the ego. Everybody wants to like fucking villainize it. We need to learn how to work with it. Amen. We're BFFs. We're buds. We got to go hand in hand. Not him first. Not her first. But like we go together all over the threshold. So. I know because in my past, like my mom, like she was hard, Puerto Rican mom, dude. You had to fucking, if you did something good, you like had to have like cured cancer to get like uh, accolade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, what I realized is that by not ever getting it, you can give yourself an opportunity to miss out on the blessings that you have created for yourself. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. 
you're always like your your cup is whole a hole at the bottom you know and so when we have conversations like this it's acknowledging the gratitude and the magic also really acknowledge the humanity and the practice and the god-given yearning and talent because it's not like we want to like kiss your guys' ass it's what it's like trying to let you guys know for real this is what's happening like on the other side like yes you something spiritual is happening but you guys are being stewards of your gifts and putting it out there and that's what's rad that's why we're all digging on it that's why we don't care if you fucking miss a note like who gives right. a shit it's the vibe Big you're up. bringing it's like that yeah. oceanic thing sorry got a little heated but yeah so that's i just wanted to put that point in there because it marries well with what you were saying yeah i think what's important to realize too is that in doing this every day we get so hard on ourselves you know that that we end up thinking it's about us and that's really that's really kind of defeating and hard to live that way and so i think the biggest thing to remember is that this isn't for us this isn't for us as a band this is for everybody that we encounter and it's like we're working we're doing this because for for everybody else. I mean, really, it, and no, to remember I get it. that. It's I, like, I have 100%. It's essential because I can get in my own way in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. But if I know, if I know that what I'm doing is being asked of me and, and there's a reception, then it takes all that away. And so, that's, that's really what it's about. You know? So last night, three of us get sprung. We go down and watch Green Sky. We're standing on the floor. Me and her are dancing. This girl comes walking up and she's like, kind of like starstruck. And she's like, I don't want to fangirl out right now, but I have to tell you guys, like, I listen to your show all the time. Oh, cool. And it got me through the pandemic. Like, what you guys did for me is fucking huge. And I promised myself if I saw you here, I was going to come tell you because you guys need to know. And, And she's like bawling and we're hugging. She goes away. I spent all this time alone and you guys were the only community that we had and we're talking to musicians about where they're going through through the pandemic it was like some fucking therapy those pandemic episodes are probably our best work to date even though we keep putting out good shit I'm just saying like the pandemic it's all downhill from there baby no no I get it Uh, but having her come up to us like there's a fine line there right and what tripped me out about it what i said to her later on in the evening was the reason that it's doing that for her is because it's doing it for us first Uh, preach preach it's doing it for this is this is how we stayed sane through all this shit makes me you just make me want to talk yeah (laughs) so like the whole thing this whole thing that we do like we started as a band around a single microphone and and the thing about that is that you have to be really aware you have to listen to each other and it's very quiet we play acoustic instruments we don't plug them in and so you know there's a very small space that we need to embody and a lot of times we would struggle with trying to get over the crowd or trying to get loud enough and and you'd think well we'll just be louder we'll just like hammer them over the head i said no over time you realize that we need to be careful with each other as a group, right? As a band. And so when we started to pay attention to each other and get quieter and get more careful, everybody started to look over and be like, well, what are they doing? Oh, so this is about care. And so we're taking care of each other. Same thing you're talking about. Created space. Because you guys are taking care of yourselves, 
right? And you're communicating, you're willing to give it up, right? And to be vulnerable. That that that, that lady that, that came up to you, she sees it, you know? Exactly. It translates and that's our gig, you know? It's like if we take care of each other, we're gonna take care of the people in our vicinity. Right, because we've we've we have to, and if we're and they'll do the same thing, it'll just keep growing, you know. And if we're if we're in a bad way and we're like off with each other, it does the same thing, you know. Every there's maybe a it few people that get it like that. Yeah. yeah, you know. I mean, this stuff you play in a bar, you get play in a bar, but right. but for, but vibes are real, yeah. And the thing is, is that that's the thing is as long as we've been careful with each other and like respected our sonic space it's it's expanded and people people feel like they can be in it with us and it's it's incredible feeling so do you do you feel like when you quieted down and all started listening to each other that it gave you more room to move inside the music absolutely you think about you know volume is kind of a wild thing in music right because like it's it's so much of what what reaches out and grabs people and so much of the professional musician thing is like standing in front of a bunch of technology that makes you loud right and so there's there's kind of this like jocularity about being loud okay but what you end up doing especially in that acoustic small space is that the louder everyone's playing the, the fewer colors you have to work with right like if you're there if i've got to be you know, if everybody else is at an eight and all I've got to work with is nine or ten, yeah. all of a sudden the amount of contrast that I have to work with or any of us have to work with is, is so small. Whereas if everybody goes down to a four or a five, all of a sudden the amount the amount of room that you have to play with and the, the size of your vocabulary expands immensely. And that's in terms of what notes you can play, what tone you can pull out, dynamics. how much you can play with the dynamics all of it that's like the magic of of that is having room to play and it was really unnerving for me as a banjo player to get down into the level two and three range you know <laughs> oh, i was like yeah. wow man i'm a i'm a scruggs guy that's used to just being kind of having that put on you it's like you're just gonna blast and to like get used to being a supporter and not like more of a bug less of a feature maybe at least you know but like really Working on uh, being good at supporting, it's like, it really shifted my mindset. It takes you out of your own head. It's not about me, you know? Changing up your skill. Changing up your skill, but also changing up, like, your alignment with how you think about this band, how you think about this music, how you think about how you interact with people. Life. Yeah. It all, the, all the way out. Yeah, there's dynamic range there. I think in our case, too, like, that really speaks to the value of musical diversity. I think in in an individual and also in a band like us. Like I, I think about you know what are the what are the five bands or artists that each of us as individuals have listened to the most. And it's like probably zero overlap. Like very, we all come from very different oh, really? musical places. All five and like, of us. You know, Brian's, Brian's talking about. So I came from classical music. I have a degree in classical mandolin. Right, and so, so Brian is talking about like a Scrug style banjo, like being loud, being brash, like that, like hard driving thing, right? So that's where he's coming from. I come from, I'm in a concert hall that is dead quiet, and I have to play solo Bach on a mandolin, right? And like that's its own thing, and you're gonna come into it with a very different set of assumptions. And in our band, because we, we've approached it again from like as much as we can, generosity over ego, right? We're able to see value in what the other person is bringing. Like, I'm able to see, like, Oh, hell yeah. Brian's going to stand there and just rip and everybody's going to just get crushed by it. Yes, we need that right now. And because he's a great musician, Brian's also like, oh, okay, this quiet, delicate, 
one or two kind of thing is also meaningful and is also going to give some meaning to the audience, right? I I have to ask. Bring it. What? (laughs) 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 Classical mandolin. Yeah. So. (laughs) Well stated. There's dozens of us. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So when, I'm serious, like, how did that decision get made? So I, um, you know, I was just stepping around for like, okay, who's, who's really getting under the hood of this thing, right? Like who, what's, how can I just like know as much as I can about what's going on? And like, I have, we can do a whole podcast of like the problems I have with classical music, right? But, but the thing that they do so well over there is they really consider everything they consider all right i'm trying to you know i've literally just like sat down with my teacher all right these four measures of music right where is the exact place that my hand is supposed to be to make that piece of music sound as good as it possibly can right and like in that time of my life that was what i wanted to do is i wanted to you know arguably overthink everything right and that's a whole tradition of music that's built around that right and and you know getting that you know getting into the bluegrass and et cetera kinds of music, you know, I've had to find parts of that to hold on to and parts of that to let go of. But I, I have a huge amount of appreciation for like being a student of the music you're playing mm. and knowing whether it's where it came from or how a sound gets produced, you know, how a, a master of whatever instrument might pull a certain sound out of their instrument. Um, and that's what hooked me into it, frankly, is like that that kind of focus. That's a dope right. answer. That's great. Like, Thank you. I will say, too, just to interject, that Caden has like surpassed everybody as far as being a savant of this kind of music, too. So not only does he inarguably know more about like the history, he's delved into old time more than any of the rest of us. He knows just a bazillion tunes, like truly been inspired. You do seem passionate about it. Yeah, truly, ins- <laughs> truly inspiring to be a, to remain a student and always have a beginner mind and that's what we've been talking about this whole time with like it's like whatever we're doing like having a beginner's mind is integral to like the stuff we're doing in music the stuff we're doing in life you know like the choices we make it's like we're always we're always making these these leaps based on uh, a priori knowledge and assumptions and stuff like that and it's like how do you strip it all away and do do your life without any of that and how do i get up on stage every time and try to do do it without that too that's the challenge but that's when the best stuff happens that's that's when when you can get up there in confidence and then let that go yeah and just release into the moment and let it happen that's when the best shit goes down no matter how often we forget or how much we don't want to believe like you're in this current, the universe, the Tao, whatever it is, and you're just in it. It's doing it. It's doing it. You've never done life. Life's always done you, man. And like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Take so, a breath, you know? Uh-huh. Would you guys consider yourselves jamgrass or traditional? Neither. Neither. No, man, it's music. They're just we just honor, honor the songs that we write. Nice. It, it happens that we came to music together through bluegrass instrumentation, and uh, we love it. And so we're going to continue to to explore it. But we have a hard time calling ourselves bluegrass. We have a hard time calling ourselves jamgrass. And 
galaxy yeah, grass, trash grass. What kind of grass are you? Yeah, exactly. Bluegrass? We end up using the term uh, contemporary traditional yeah, a lot because it doesn't mean term. anything. That's, but yeah, it's yeah, that's an oxymoron, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So, wow, man. Music, man. Real good music. I just yeah. want to say thank you for the performance, yeah. for the insight, and for sharing your passion. You three are really passionate. You, I know the five is has a whole other element, but you really brought the energy for the whole group. I just want to say that. And well, thank you, guys, you so you, much. Y'all set the stage, man. I mean, we're only doing it because you guys are with us. And yeah. you're, you're, you made the space. Yeah. Right on. So, is there any shows coming up that you want to tell anybody about or yeah we're um we're really excited talk about um you know getting a full circle coming back around we you know i started singing here whatever 15 years ago and and we're gonna leave today and go play three dates with the traveling mccurries so oh talk about talk about a moment of gratitude you know we're gonna leave leave strumming go down to the redwoods and playing arcada with the boys so Wow, that's, congratulations, that's our, you guys. That's, that's our immediately exciting story. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, so if you're in California uh, in the next week after, I have no idea when this is going out, but we'll be we'll be down there, kind of down into the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, and then in September, we're going to the East Coast. So oh. if you're in New England, all the way down to about, like, D.C., Virginia area. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. What's the website? Yeah, nevercomedownband.com. And we're on Instagram and Facebook as Never Come Down Band. But we're just called Never Come Down just for, for clarity. I we think, get called all sorts of things. I think it might be my favorite band name I've ever heard. Yeah. For real. I, I was like, what? That's the name of your band? I was so spun when I was talking to your boy last night. I, I, I oh, like instructional serious. names, too, yeah. for, for a band. You know, like, yeah, do something. Names. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's go. Right. All right, one last question is for you. Totally selfish. Yeah. Before you ask a selfish question, in the spirit of the 20th anniversary of Strummit and the final verse, the last verse, give us a cute, quick story, each of you, about years past. It's got to be one, cute, though. Yeah, cute. Cute. cute, cute. Fun. You guys start. I have to think about mine. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on the spot. Oh, I got it. Oh, that was it. <laughs> All right. So the very first wedding that ever happened at Hornings um, was uh, happened at our camp, and there there's a band called Cabazon, and you remember Cabazon and uh, the guitar player for that band, Lawrence, and I forget his wife's name, but I know it was her daughter, Robin, Robin's mom. They got married at 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 camp, and uh, Michael Varisco, who was the original guy who ran crew, um, did the wedding, and Four on the Floor was our first year as a band came, and we played their wedding, and so we got to play the reception, and, and it was like Bob was there, and his mom, and like the whole family from the property, and so it was like, I you know, literally like, had been here a couple years, but all of a sudden I was like, man, I'm playing in the house wedding band, like this is pretty cool, and it was a beautiful ceremony, and so yeah, I mean, we That's were part, cool. of, part of the first wedding to happen here, which was very cool. At, cool. at Summit, not at Hornings, but at String okay. Summit. <laughs> yeah, so I'll try my best for cute. This is maybe it have to 20, be cute. 2018 or 2019. Uh, there's a festival up here in the Northwest called Wintergrass that I'm sure y'all are familiar with, mm-hmm. up in Bellevue. And um, it's in a hotel. Everybody's jamming in the hallways of a hotel, right? And so I was sitting there in this jam playing a fiddle, which is not an instrument that I play. 
at all. I was I was fighting the good fight, playing a fiddle in this little little <laughs> circle there. And um, somebody said they wanted to try playing this uh, Bela Fleck tune called Big Country, which is one, gorgeous, and two, very rhythmically funky and crooked and very easy to get wrong. And so we were all just kind of sitting there, like, hacking our way through it, like, enjoying it, but nobody, nobody really feeling like it. It quite, like, settled into where it needed to be. And we finally, like, kind of stop and, like, land somewhere, or kind of looking around. And who is, who is standing there? No. But Bela Fleck no. is there looking at us. And Bela, it was the best, the best moment. He looks over at us and says... Dig a little deeper, and then walks away. And I and I and like you you can read that as like a dig, but what I, how I read it was exactly Keep going. exactly. It's like if you're if you're gonna do it, you have to you have to do it with everything. You have to dive in and know know what you're trying to say. Right? Talk about was, a Jedi. Yes. Yeah. 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 So those are our our. Uh, Arguably cute words from the master from right, Bela. Right. Wherever you're at, I'm still trying to do that. I'm still trying to dig a little deeper. <laughs> you're on the spot. Um, I have so many like specific stories about people I've met here over the years that I, I love to death and will have friends for the rest of my life. It's be hard to pick, but I, I guess I will say, as stoked as I am to go with the McCurries, uh, you know, leaving today and missing out. Uh, you know, missing out on the rest of this festival kind of hurts my heart a little bit. It's like, especially knowing it's being the last one, but I'm going to be at Sunday Bubbles in spirit. And I, I love that tradition. I love, I love like staying up all night on Saturday and wandering down to the lake with my banjo and everybody drinking mimosas and blowing bubbles and just like the sheer love fest that it, it's no, it's never a Sunday morning coming down here. It's a, it's a Sunday morning coming up. It, it doesn't, I never leave this place feeling drained. I always feel so renewed and, uh, you know, I'm doing my best to get it in over a 36 hour period or whatever, but, um, I just, uh, I have so much love for this place and all the people I've met. And, uh, yeah, if, if anyone out here is listening and happens to be around for Sunday bubbles, I don't know if this is going to airway afterwards, but it's, it's the most, one of the most magical things you can do on a Sunday morning with your life. And okay. Yeah. That's, that's definitely on the calendar now. Yeah. Sunday bubbles. Okay. Selfish question time. Yeah. So I play guitar. Yeah. I'm barely learning how to pick. All right. I've been playing a long time, but like picking wasn't. If you had to give advice to a younger player that was just learning how to pick, what yeah. would the advice be? Have fun. Mm. Play what you love. <laughs> Um, and it, and if you can figure out how to do that, you're going to be fine. You know, and if it's technique wise, if, I want everybody out there to pretend like they're shaking water off of their hands, both hands, just, you're not feeling how relaxed your hands and your fingers can flop around and man, you can just flick that wrist down there. Now, if you close your hand, like you're holding a guitar pick, there you go. That's how relaxed you should be. Okay. If you're any more tense than that, go back. Go slower until you can do it that relaxed, just like you're wringing water off your hands. All right. And then you'll all this stuff that you think is harder that makes you get tense mm -hmm. and gets you down and small and and flexing, it goes away. You want you just need to get all rid of all that tension. 
and and that's it. So when you when you're feeling tense and you're killing yourself for playing guitar, be like, wash your hands of it and just, oh yeah. And if it's very different than how your hand feels when you're playing guitar, you know where you know which direction you have to go. Oh, that's beautiful, yeah. man. That that is perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I've been curious the entire time because I usually never shut up. But, uh, we're from Las Vegas, like we said. I'm very curious. Your shirt, Las Vegas Bluegrass Festival. Oh, yeah. Las Vegas. lived there my whole life. Yeah. Never was aware of a bluegrass festival in Vegas. Is that new? And were uh, you guys there? So the city of Las Vegas puts on a bluegrass festival every year, and we've we've gotten the the choice the choice the opportunity to play it the last two years. Our really good friend Brian Burns lives down in Vegas, and he's he's really trying to be the bluegrass pillar down there. Um, it's it's. And it's not a pay festival. It's a free festival for the city. So it's in a in a I forget what park, but it's like in a city park that has a bunch of sports fields and a recreation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so it, it it was pretty good. It's really good festival, man. Um, Vegas, man. You know. No, well, that just made me yeah. excited because Vegas has a lot of cold that doesn't have as much culture as a lot of places. Yeah. To see that there's a bluegrass festival there yeah. now. It's yeah. yeah, encouraging. It's great. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. And I did catch you guys yesterday on stage. Fucking, you were you were amazing. Thank you. I, I can't. I, I, I'm sorry we missed you this morning, but I have a feeling we're going to be uh, following you now, and and tracking you down. Everybody out there, follow these guys, man. This is uh, they're doing the Lord's work out there. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back. Talk to you guys later. So. You travel all the way from across the country just to come to this festival? Yes. How come? So, to try to make long story short here. No, make it long. <laughs> when we were in high school, or right after high school in like 2001 era, uh, my friends were super into Yonder. And they would follow them all over where they could, East Coast and stuff. And then they heard about this festival, came out here, just a couple youngins, you know, no, you know, just young kids, 18, like renting cars, like the whole nine. And then, unfortunately, our good buddy AJ passed away in 2006. So my good buddy John has kept it going for 20 years. He's missed maybe two throughout the entire time. And uh, I unfortunately jumped on only in 2019 and realized the magic and thought I would never miss it again. And now it's, you know, it's yeah. unfortunately done. But, um, yeah. So... so what we've been doing is like collecting stories from this and and also i've been asking people if you could sum this thing up in one word or one sentence what would it be i i think just magical i don't know there's no other way to describe this property and like you know the community and everything that goes on here yeah. and we met here yeah yeah well i met you guys online first yeah. but yeah officially got to meet you guys here yeah. in 2019 super rad man it it's a it's a trip that a festival can have this kind of impact on this many people too it's like you're not the only person that says what you just said and it's basically what i've heard from everybody in different ways and like it's just weird and it really is like I think one of the main things about it is the property and the people. Like you said, it's the the place that we're in. It's there's something to this. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a really beautiful site. I was out here in April and I got to come and just walk around. It's the first time I was here when it wasn't the festival, you know. And it's just it's I mean it's beautiful, you know. It's just 
Magical so. is a really good word for this place because yeah. there's a lot of things that happen I'll, here. I'll be back regardless if there's a festival, you know, like just to visit. I mean, you got to come see us. Of course, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rob. Thanks, man. Thank you.
that. Uh-oh. Wow. Uh-oh. Polyrhythmics, man. That's, a, that's something Those else. Those guys right know there. how to bring it. After that, I'm going to need something to calm me down, chill me out. What Ooh. do you need, Mel? I need some products from Define Premium Cannabis, Ooh. one of our fantastic sponsors out here in the Oregon area. Way to slip the ad in there. That's There's right. Two locations that'll serve you here in the Portland area, one in Hillsboro and one in Forest Grove. And let me tell you, I know the guy that buys the weed for Define, and it is actually premium cannabis you go to a lot of me go to a lot of dispensaries out here in portland and it's like you know mids well everybody claims to have the best but when you really are pumping out all the top brands and the different strains and also the different ways of consuming cannabis you just can't get past defines inventory And, and when you have an old crusty head like apple hooking up yeah, what they're I'm getting. constantly sticking my face in bags when they come to show us. We got a new one coming into this week: deep fried ice cream, which I am Whoa, just very wait. excited about. Apple. Those creamy strains are amazing. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a strain of weed called deep fried ice. Cream. Yes, it is. It's a strain called deep breath crossed with ice cream cake. Okay. Anyway, yeah. And if you go into Define and you tell them that you're a listener of No Simple Road, they are going to give you 10% off and a free t-shirt. And if you wear that t-shirt in on a subsequent visit, they're going to give you 15% off. Dang. So not only is Apple buying the best cannabis products for Define Premium Cannabis, but you too can partake in them if you're out here in the Oregon area. So I urge you, No Simple Road family. Implore you. Yeah. I implore you. Come in and say hi. Yeah. See, Apple's sad. Make him happy. Yes. Do it. Please. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Annabelle. Hi. Hi, Mel. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> Welcome. It was like meant to be that I came and found you Sitting on beautiful the people bench. right now. Why? I was, came to see Jen and Brendan, oh. and then, I mean... Which you can hear in the background. I'm They're just amazing. so glad to be hearing it. They're mm. very special together. So and they're funny. What? And they're funny. They it's are like a funny. vaudeville act. They it's, it really is. Their jokes are pure. They really love each other. It's clear. I'm a huge fan of dad jokes. Oh. So <laughs> I get that. So Annabelle, you were just telling us about a moment you had with Sky. Tell me so, more. So I mean, the middle of the summer is kind of hard. Third week of July, and Sky has always wanted me to come to strum it. And this was a stretch because I just picked Lyric up from Sleepaway Camp on Wednesday, and then we came here on Thursday. But I'm really glad that I came to experience this magical place that I know you love very much. And I had a moment with Sky this morning. He got teary with me, and it was just really great because. You know, this is the last Northwest String Summit, and that's weird. And Sky it's the end was, of an era. It really is. Yeah. And 20, 20 years, years is a long time. Long time for Sky to commit himself to that, for anyone to commit anything for two decades. And so he was telling me with tears in his eyes, 
you know, this is his identity. And as, you know, you know from talking oh, wow. to me in yeah. the past, this is my, you know, professional identity is cloud nine and and so he's like i don't know what to do next and he's doing some great concerts up at his barn in lyons colorado and so i said look you did so great over the pandemic it's going to come to you the you know the universe guides you and you just follow it and so um i did talk to his wife tess who said i need him to take a little break for a little while which yeah. makes sense because there's just this is such a major thing and they brought as many people out as they could this weekend and um so it was just and then he cried because it just was so cool i love those moments and i'm really glad i had it with him annabelle you've never been to summit before so i said it's really just hard to get up here in the middle of the summer there's okay. always just so much going on so i made the commitment even though i pushed my child <laughs> so i really wanted to to feel it and i feel it it's very obvious so you're somebody that's been around the scene you've been to countless festivals and I think that every festival has its own character and, and its own vibe and feeling what was your impression coming in here home oh wow Boom. immediately this is definitely a family walking into their house yep. Yeah. And especially after having to take some time off because of the pandemic, everybody's just so happy to be here. So I loved every time I met somebody, how many strummets have you been to? And tell me your story, you know, fans, artists, staff, whatever, just because I want to immerse myself in this experience as much as possible. And the stories are just incredible on how long they've been here and how they've been such an integral part of seeing it grow and change and they just are even even something strange like there's this woman driving a, a taxi you know which is like a beefed up golf cart and <laughs> someone was doing something and she just drove by I don't know what it was I didn't notice it but she's like we don't do that here you know like here like in our house oh. and it was just like and it was fine I literally they were sitting on steps but it was just the point was just that sh this is her home and so oh, I yeah. just I just understood that, that, that that's what she was meaning you know it's funny that you said home because yeah, you got a great reaction out of that well, one, the Aaron. First, the first thing when we came here the first time, I had this. I'm getting teary. You mean the first time you came to strum it? Yeah, tell me. Take a minute. Got this like overwhelming feeling of coming home. Huh. So, you know that we moved from Vegas up to Portland, and I I felt called to move up here like. There was something so like was compelling me to come up here. And when we came to Summit, it was like the last piece of the puzzle came together. Uh -huh. It was this like thing that set. And when the pandemic happened and everything started getting canceled, I was taking most of it in stride. When this got canceled, it crushed me. Yeah, I get it. This was the thing. And it's strange because it's just another festival. I mean, on the surface, you know, sure, it's sure. just a bunch of musicians and people hanging out. But wow. there really is something special of cultivating 20 years of something. I, Mel and I have been married almost 25 this year. And yeah, November. Think, think about that. 
the lifespan of a relationship and yeah. everything that you've gone through and how you've grown as people and all that. And then to just let that free and it's this it's a huge decision i can't even imagine what they've gone through yeah, a lot of emotions this weekend everybody's emotional about it good and in, in a good and sad way a absolutely yeah i i get it i understand that like there's seasons for stuff and you have to do what you got to do and that's cool man but this community that's here especially like the pacific northwest right yeah. Needs a home. Yeah, I know. And it's so interesting because it's so close to Portland. You know, usually you have to get this kind of vibe. Not that Portland has got, doesn't have the vibe because it does, but usually you have to go further away to capture an energy that this festival has. Yes. Yet it's so accessible, which also is just, it's appealing. So people can come from the Portland area. I know obviously not everybody here is from Portland, but it, that it's, it, it's so accessible it, so it just you know you guys are i i hear you that it needs a home because this is such an important yeah. event for so many people uh, we're camping with a couple that have come to what 16 16, 16 of the 20 Amazing. four of their children here oh yeah and so their, that's their kids like a like house grew up yeah running exactly. around watching jeff austin it's part of their uh, it's part of their life you know yeah. it just becomes a part of your life you always know what you're doing the third uh weekend in july right that's what you do you come here right i annabelle i want to ask about um your bali trip in the sense that you are always so bu busy doing amazing things. One amazing thing to the next. Yeah. What rushed you into this Bali <laughs> trip to take time away from your already busy schedule? Well, it was a well, I mean, the, the, the main reason was because my daughter went to sleepaway camp for a month. And I just knew I wanted to do something. And I was going back and forth about places that I wanted to go. And then I just realized that my heart was really tired. Um... Jesse Aratow, who is one of my dear friends, drink cheese's manager, who died in October. We were at Vegas, remember? I saw oh, you guys, yes. remember I saw I do you? Remember. Yeah. So that has Rock. really trickled has rocked my world and thousands of others. And then the the Marshall Fire, you know, my house yeah. almost burned down. The houses on my street all burned around us, but not ours. And it's been really heavy. And our our friend of a friend of ours had their house burned down. Friends of the Sweet Lilies, as a matter of fact, Dawn. She yes, lived with them. Yes, I know. You know Dawn. I know. I know Dawn. And I went through that with Julie and Becca. And Julie and Becca were the first ones at my door with vacuum cleaners Aww. and rags. And they said, "Let's do this." They come over to my house about three or four times to make sure that everything was okay. They just stayed for hours and hours because I just felt so helpless. And they were like, it's okay, we got you. And you know, I don't have family. My parents are both dead and my sister's in New York, but you know, she she was actually like on spring break and it, or she was on vacation in Florida when this happened. So I had to call her and tell her that there was a debilitating fire. Hi, Apple. <laughs> and, um, you know, but my, my Boulder family showed up for me when I needed them most. And then I gave it back to the community. I raised over $20,000 and was just handing out cash to all the fire victims. I'd Yay. text them and say, do you need money? They said yes. And I'd hand them $2,000 in cash. 
And uh, so as a community, it, it definitely it definitely rocked our world and we're still coming out of it. And also I just needed to, I need to be quiet, you know, I yeah. needed to get quiet because I'm always talking and networking and I know everybody and everybody knows me and that fills me, but I just needed to go inward. So I went to a bunch of healers. I went to an astrologist. I got blessed by a priest at a water temple. Um, I did yoga. I did nothing. And I just spent time alone. You know, I interacted with lots of people, but I just needed some time alone because I'm never alone. And it really filled me. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm tired. And, and I went to string cheese for a couple of nights when I went home and you know, I promised myself I would stop and I haven't stopped and I don't know how to stop. But when I get home, I've definitely recognized that I need to go back inward to where I found myself on a deep level when I was in Bali and just remind myself of why that trip was so special to me. You know, I, I know that you're around a lot of people and you. You already know this, but you're a badass, like in the truest sense of the word, like. I see, I know how busy we are and how hard it is. And you are exponentially more. And I don't know how you do it. And it's an inspiration to see it. And like, that time that you have for yourself, that shit is essential, man. Yeah. That we can't- to Keep going. You can't just give all the time because then there's nothing left. You have to fill back up. Yeah. That's what I did. I'm sure you get filled, there. you know. I but do. It's this fills me, but it's yeah, also it's draining. Yes, you know, all the yes. interactions I have are amazing, but yeah, it's draining. Um, and so yeah, that that definitely was good. But now I can I can just I can use what I learned there and just I, um the Ganesha, you know, the elephant. Oh, we know. We know. So I'm gonna get Ganesha, a Ganesha. saved our marriage. What? We, For when real. You posted that, and I was like, wow, so Ganesha found Annabelle. It found me, and now I'm getting a Ganesha tattoo, and I went ah. to the astrologer who told me that it was my source. And so I I fell in love with it and identified with it, and I went out on my body, and you know, I brought a bunch of Ganeshas back, and a bunch, they were like, also, incense is your source. And so <laughs> I have like... 75 sticks of incense it's like 50 cents there for a pack of 100 there so <laughs> I, I was like, so, like yeah. but also what the astrologer said is that I am this radiant person and and so the retreats are really important to me because I give so much of the energy um, that I just you know I have to receive it for myself too so yeah I mean, that's a um, sorry because of what Aaron was saying and how you have so many interactions with people that's really inspirational for everybody to see that they know when they see Annabelle, they do. she's busy, they, but then they, to do that, but they, they also, hi, bye. We love you. Jay Starling from <laughs> leftover salmon. Yay. Sorry, bud. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you, Take care. Um, is that, um, they see me. And then also when they see me, it makes them happy. Right. So I that's an expectation that people have of me and that I put on myself. And I'm generally most of the time happy. And I'm so glad that that's my purpose. I have a purpose on this earth and I know what it is. And it is to help spread joy just through my energy and just with the events that I do. And I'm happy to fill that role. Absolutely. Um, but I'm also being real that it's not unicorns and rainbows all the time. And it's not just it's draining. It's just it's hard. You know, like my RV didn't have power at night for two 
days, so I had no lights, I had no power, and I was, you know, it was it was tough, especially since I've never been here before. And we're old, man. The camping thing is getting old. <laughs> but Annabelle, we went we went to a festival like three months ago. Beltane. And Mel and I had this like TP tent, right? Cute. With an, Cute. Air, with an air mattress. Cute. It fucking poured rain, <laughs> like driving movie rain, all night long, soaked to the bone. When we got up in the morning, I was like, I'm never doing this again. We bought this we huge upgraded. 18 by that. 20 tent with a queen size bed in it now. Smart. Hooked ourselves up. And it's very shady here, which is good. I got, yes. I got, up, and I got up and left. I was actually crying <laughs> oh. and not feeling good, and my tent got flooded. Oh, And I was like, I looked at them, I was, was like, crying. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Right. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> and they're like, we they dropped his ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we all Hi, have Annabelle. a breaking point. Yes. Hi, my love. Great to see you, too. Yeah, we all have a, we all have a breaking point, and that's okay. You know, we're human. I mean, that's the thing. You know, we all look for these types of experiences to put us on a spiritual level that just makes us ride high. But we all have a breaking point, absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really crazy. So there's, oh my God, this is. I, I'm so glad I remember this. Have you ever seen the movie Inside Out? Yeah. I love that movie. Well, you're a grandparent, so of course you've seen it with your grandson. Um, but the whole point of the movie is that it's like, no, joy, joy, joy is everywhere. Joy, joy has to be the core memories, joy. And then sadness gets pushed away. And then it comes down to that sadness is just as much of the core memory and as our life as joy is. All of the emotions. Like if we think that that happiness and joy is the key to the world we are missing out man so i mean while this is a joyous thing and this is what fills people it is it's like going to the gas station and filling up and then there'll be lots of tears because there's also a come down too you know we can't stay high all the time so wait what sorry Aaron. uh-huh oh man wow Apple sleeping on I the mic. I just want to say um, thank you for that, Annabelle. Thank you for carving a path that wasn't there before, making yourself necessary in a scene that was only growing and will still continue to grow, and for uh, being honest about your own yeah. life to the point where it can be displayed and there's nothing. It's just like, yeah, we, we all have a breaking point. I think a lot of people have heavy expectations, and I know you do for yourself. Everybody, you know, that's generally the thing. But to give yourself grace, yeah, yeah, totally. That's yeah. I'm not beating myself up that I that I you know didn't do what I was doing in Bali, and now I'm here and blah blah blah. Yeah, absolutely. Microscope, you know, and so for you to make bold moves like that is inspiring to a huge, huge crowd of people. Yeah, I I uh, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I'm leaving a day early just to take care of my child and to take care of my myself and sleep in my own bed for a while but um I'm, I'm so glad I came I'm there's actually a girl right there that Michelle she's right there in the uh, in the pink tank top walking okay so she's an old friend of mine and I met her at gathering of the vibes which was an east coast festival mm-hmm. like this and it was wonderful and I met her camping and her and her husband at the time who's here too and his my good friend um, they made this thing called the family tree and they took Polaroids of all of the people Aww. around them and they put it on the tree and it was called the family tree. And I saw her yesterday and I hadn't seen her in so long and we just started to cry. 
She goes, I just can't believe I'm seeing you right now. I love you so much. It hurts. And it was just so great. I mean, there's definitely been a lot of happy reunions this weekend, and I'm super glad that I got to experience them. I definitely did. I'm so glad that I came. One of the reunions that I had was... Um, you were talking about in the scene it's not only like the patrons it's it's obviously the artists I'm friends with all of them but the the industry there was this uh, young young girl just graduated from college and my friend had asked her if she could come over and talk to me she wanted to get the music business and you know I'm very open with that but I was like Ugh, another girl who wants to get in the fucking music <gasps> business great so this girl shows up she shows up she's super cute and she comes with a notebook and she said question one and it went to question two and she went on to question 10 and I answered all of them and I actually just saw her today and haven't seen her in so long. She moved to Seattle to work for Red Light Management, work for Fish. Oh, wow. So I basically, I, after I realized the 10 questions were incredible, I was like, why don't you come shadow me? So I brought her to Winter Wondergrass to shadow me. This is how green she was. She's amazing. She said, I said, meet me. At, it was snowing. Okay. Because Winter Wondergrass is in the winter okay. in Steamboat Springs. And she said, okay, I said, meet me at the soundboard. And I said, I want you to see this snow and feel this energy that I'm feeling right now of this. It was, oh, it was actually uh, Flaming Lips that were playing. And it was snowing and I was at the soundboard and I was like, oh my God. So she was like, I'm like, where are you? She's like, I'm here. She'd gone the monitor board. She didn't even know the difference. And now she's like, Fish's co-manager. Like, and it was so cute, but she was so motivated and she kept going. And then I hired her for work. And then I had, I found out my friends had a full-time job for her and I sent her on tour. And I just saw her here today. And I'm just so happy because, Aww. you know, the next generation of women in the music business need to be strong. Yeah. Like bold, because it's hard and, and it's just so good to see her. So I've had incredible moments with many people, and I am very glad that I came. Oh, I, you know, there's a, we've met a lot of people and done a lot of stuff as a show, but like making the connections that we've made with you on a personal level, that's the shit that matters. And it's what you're talking about. Yeah. That's the stuff that's like at the end of the day when everything's done, you're like, that's what fills the cup. Yeah, we were meant to know each other. Oh, yeah. The four of us were meant oh, to be yeah. friends. It just took a minute, but it doesn't matter because, no. like, I came to see Jen and Brendan and all of a look sudden. Look at this. We're being serenaded. I know. Creep. A beautiful Radio conversation. Creep with gorgeous Jen Hartswick, who actually came to uh, October 2020, came and did an outdoor show at my house in Boulder. <gasps> She did it with Nick Casarino from Nth Power. Oh, yeah. And the two, Jen's really good at the at the duets. And so she came with Nick, and it was just amazing. He's amazing. Nick She's, is amazing, too. Yeah, she, Nick is, is incredible. She was sweet enough to do a live podcast oh, with good. us at Peach. Oh, good. Good. Oh, Wait. It, it was great. Okay. Her Pacific and Maggie, North and Maggie Rose. Ma- Rose. They did it together. Well, they, right after another. Oh my God, dude, James and Maggie Casey. Rose. Yes. We, oh, we did had, you have a good talk with him? I, I mean, I, what Adam a warrior, man. I kept. I, saw I can't him because and I just, he's 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 going through cancer, and you can tell. He looks like a cancer patient who's doing chemo, and he gets up there and plays that fucking horn like he is a boss. Oh. And I'm like, oh my like God. A boss. He is a hero, and he's so open about it on social media. That's what we were talking about. Which is about. really important. That's why you just can't be afraid. Oh, Jen. Oh. I know, it's hard. Oh, my God. 
And you wow. know what? Jen lost all of her weight originally. She said for James. What? She said that her inspiration for go- for losing weight was for James Casey. Oh my And then God. she decided to continue doing it. Wow. You know, we all have to be inspired by people. You just said you were inspired by me. I'm Absolutely. inspired by so many people. I'm inspired by you. But, like, that's the whole point. Like, we are all in this together. You know? That's what, when Fish says we dream and we struggle together and love will carry you through. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't love Drift While You're Sleeping in the beginning, and it wasn't the best encore after that tweezer insanity at the man that I saw. I was like, tweezer, five tweezers. And I was like, oh, fucking Drift. But then at the end, but then I knew Reprise was coming, which I was super psyched about. But Drift, I I brought my college professor from Lehigh. I went to school in Pennsylvania, and I brought him, and he's an old deadhead. So I brought him to his first fish show. He's like 65. It was amazing. He had the best time. But the second half of Drift is just so good. And I had so many friends around me and I was like, hell yeah, dude, because we all fucking dream and we struggle together. But love will carry carry us us through. through. I love you, Annabelle. There's nothing else to say after that, Annabelle. I love you too. So how long have you been coming? This is uh, year three, first one in uh, 2018. Okay. So what? can you sum this up for people that are listening? My fiance and I moved here from Virginia in 2018 to Portland, Oregon. A friend of ours from um, college, and and uh, actually my now my dentist okay. in Virginia, um, said you guys got to check out Northwest Strength Center. And I've been a Yonder fan for mine since high school, and we checked the lineup immediately bought our tickets, came out here. We didn't know a soul in Oregon. And we met our first friends here who introduced us to their friends. And and, and I stand here today with a hundred friends at this festival five years later, built from this festival alone. And I mean, it wouldn't have happened without this place, Corning's Hideout. <laughs> I mean, you're, okay. You're not the first person to say that today. Like, I talked to people, talked to another guy today that said the exact same thing. Well, last String Summit, I watched two of my friends who have been to 15 String Summits renew their 12-year anniversary vows. And today I watched two of my friends who got together here and, and first said I love you to each other here 12 years ago at String Summit and they got engaged during string dusters today on, on the floor and it was just like a dream it's fucking nuts and like i was telling you a minute ago man like we've been to a lot of festivals we've seen a lot of stuff there's something very special here and uh the f- the people that are on these grounds right now over the last four days when you walk around here Everyone is lit up. Everybody is vibing. And it, it's, it, I've never experienced that, you know? I just never have anywhere else. And you were telling me a few minutes ago that you woke up this morning real, you know, gung-ho, ready to go out Sunday. And as did I. I mean, we were, we were at camp this morning, painting our body parts and, and slapping them down on a poster and making a painting. And, and then we are all having fun. Next thing you know, we did a time capsule. 30 of us wrote notes to String Summit. 
We have people at their first strength summit in our camp. We have people at their 15th strength summit in our camp. And, uh, and it got really emotional. And that's not something that I was prepared for. And it's just so natural because it means so much. I, I guess... I guess at the end of this thing, like, there's no way that you can really, like, there's no way that you can explain this with words. It's not possible. It's a, it's a community that is so tight-knit and close. It, it truly is family. It's, it's, it's hard to fathom that it's possible for, for a festival to, to have people... 100% on the same page. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Cody just said a minute ago, he was like, this is, if, when I was a little kid, I wrote down my perfect place and made a list. This hit all those boxes. Like somebody found that piece of paper somewhere and was like, okay, let's do it. Right. And like, this is the best part of humanity. This is us at our best with all the bullshit removed, just taking care of each other and having fun. And, and you know, you hear it straight from the bands. You hear it from the people here, obviously, but the bands themselves, they, I mean, they can feel it. Um, it's pulsing from the crowd, I mean. Thanks, man. Absolutely, yeah. thank you guys. String Summit is um, an outreach of the beginning of when I started with Corning's Hideout in 2000. The first events that they had here, I feel like we helped create the foundation for String Summit to bloom out of the early days of our, and we were just talking about the, the next generation and the next generation and, and how it makes me kind of tear up to see them carrying the baton and wanting a little bit more of a um, thematic thing. Like I, I really want, this is an opportunity to speak to a crowd about what's going on globally and how can we take this out. Um, and what's, what's our responsibility to take this love and this community into the world. So anyway, since 2000, this is my universe. So um, I'm so grateful to be here. What's the, like, if you had to pick a theme for this over the years, like maybe one sentence or a word, what, what does this represent? Connection, connection to each other because we're disconnected through the internet. So we have no connection through cell phones. So we are here, it's a present moment. Be here now and really filling us up so that we go back out into that world and we've got juice. Thank you. Give Bless a you. recipe, I wanna help say, and now what? And where do we go with this? And here's your homework assignment. And next year when you come back, report back to us. I wanna see your homework. I wanna see your homework. So says Auntie Flea, it's like, come on, you know, like here's your homework assignment. Take this out, do something magical in your universe and bring it back here so that we can share that magic and then each of us are inspired to do it again and again and, and again. And then the world gets better. Fuck yeah. And it's if, not that hard. If we take care of my corner, if I do my corner of the world and you do yours, our corners are gonna bump yeah. into each other. Yeah. We I, can do this. I have not given up hope and I am not done with this fucking world. I'm not giving up. So, I know this may be a stupid question, but like, Now that this is ending, I'm sure it's bittersweet at this point, but what do you think? What do, what's going on? Why? And, and what's next? What's next is really important. I think that we are, um, we've created the fertile ground for the what's next. And I think that there'll be other events here at Hornings because I think Hornings is a, a portal, a magical place, especially because it forces us 
to disconnect, to disconnect from the outside world right. and be here to connect. Co to connect, to truly connect. And this place will still have more events, I, I have no doubt. And I think that this tribe, because this tribe to me is um, started with cheese and then became Northwest String Summit and yonder and like we're all one. It's like we think that there's an us, them, but we are, you know, you're some fingers and you're an eyeball and I'm some earlobes, you know, whatever. We're <laughs> but we it takes us all and I think that what's next is we keep we keep that pulse and that's what's critical is how do we I mean like I like this tribe and I like this place. It doesn't happen in every venue. No, that this is there's there's a portal here. Very special magic here and I think it's created from 20 years of gathering over and over and over again, familiarity with each other, seeing families grow up together. There's a bond that's can't be done otherwise. Well, and and particularly it, now, after the time away from each other, the I, like I've been crying all weekend and, and not sad. No, no, just overwhelm of emotion. Yeah, <laughs> just the emotion that comes up from all of this and. Realizing that we've been isolated for so long, even though it's only been a couple of years, but to re, like, oh my God, Rob, you're really here, and um, you're you're working on your corner of the world, and you juice me up, and it, it, that's what's been really powerful for everybody. I think it's plugged us all back in, and I want to be plugged in. Yeah, me too. Yes, me too, man. I want to be plugged in. That's a, that's a beautiful way to to go out with one of the elders of this that was event. a very special moment um standing there with her auntie flea auntie flea we had just taken our picture and then our listener rob came up and talked to us and got us all teary-eyed and then while we were taking our family photo aunt flea was behind aaron doing bunny ears the whole time oh, yes. while he was trying to set really? up. Really? Yes. yes. I didn't know I that. She was jumping that. behind him, doing bunny ears the whole time, silly. being silly. And then she did it again. Like, I, she, she kept on, like, messing around. And then she started talking to you. And I had kind of, like, walked off yeah. and did whatever and came back. And then her and I started talking. And, you know, the, the what I really got toward the end of the festival, because I was on Sunday, mm -hmm. was people's desire to want to keep it going like okay we know it's ending and you know we're not going to throw a fit but people have like what can we do to, to transform make, it yeah. to move it to change it to keep it going anything you know and so she had was so powerful she yeah. was very powerful and very like I mean, you didn't see her, but she was a little firecracker of energy. And she is an OG, too. She's been yeah. around since the cheese days. She wants, like, literally wants to help. She's, like, talking. She's was in charge of so many things in putting these festivals together that it's, like, second nature to her. And she wants to pass down her knowledge right. and wants to give it to the next generation to pass the torch. But she doesn't have it anyone to pass it to. And so... This conversation was really incredible you know, for it, that. I've had some time to process some since Summit. And the way that I'm choosing to look at this is like like a garden. And, you know, you, you till the garden and you plant the seeds. And over time you have this beautiful flowers and fruit and 
melons and cucumbers and whatever's in your garden grow. And then the wintertime comes and it's gone. But that doesn't mean that the garden is gone. The garden is still there. And that fertile soil. And the fertile soil is still there. And I think that that fertile soil and that garden remains in the hearts and the minds of the people that have gone to summit over the years, the community, the Strummit family, the kinfolk. And I'm curious to see what the, what grows in the garden new next season. There's going to be, yeah, there's a whole lot of seeds germinating right now. (laughs) They're going to pop. So and that's exciting. That's that, very exciting. It is. There, there. It's. We've been saying it this whole time. It's bittersweet. It. You're happy that it happened, and you're sad that it's gone. I feel like that feeling is a lot these days. Yeah, it, more often than not lately. Mm-hmm. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna let Yonder take us out with the final song that was played on the main stage. Yeah. And um, yeah. I. I that's that. And. Uh, what grows in Last this fertile verse. ground of this garden is up to us, everybody. So that's all I have to say about that. This is the last verse. Yeah. Thank you for being with us and uh, going through the entire uh, recap and all the goodies that we had for you. Hope you all enjoyed it. Yep. Let's let the last verse play on. Well, I knew that it would happen. It was bound to. Tim and I had a beautiful moment on the side of the stage, and he shared with me something that I've been feeling too and didn't quite contextualize in the same way. But we've moved through all the stages of grief as we've come to this moment. I, I certainly have. I won't speak for we, the royal we, me and the Queen of England. Anger? Fucking, what do you mean it's the last string summit? Denial? Surely not. I don't know what the other ones are. I, I think it's like when you, like you get to check out all the all the cool girls who are playing music on the stage. Acceptance was the one I was looking for. Well, here we are. Just taking one more moment through a microphone to say thank you so much. We love you. Boy, this has been an extraordinary thing. Now, before I start weeping, let's get everybody out here. Everybody. Yeah, every musician, crew, anybody for this last hoorah. It's a tall order trying to figure out what's the last song that you're ever going to play at the String Summit. That's a big deal. John Hartford. He's always brought us together, and he wrote a real good one for this occasion. Starts on the banjo. Sweet.
tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics.
Yes, rock everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! <laughs>